0: Welcome to episode 235 of the Rugby League Republic podcast with your hosts, Tish and Dr. T. In this episode, we give our raw reaction to state of origin game one and much, much more. The Rugby League Republic podcast starts right now. Welcome to episode 235 of the Rugby League Republic podcast. Bit of a different one today. We're going to give our raw reaction to game one of the State of Origin series, uh, which has seen Queensland take out the match. 16 points to 10. So much to discuss. It was uh, very, look, it, it was, I would say, not a classic, but a, a very much a State of Origin-esque state of origin game <laughs> it was not it was a uh, full of drama full of uh, you know some really great moments tish what's your quick raw reaction to that as a is it was that a typical state of origin game for you
1: yeah look i thought it was a, an exciting game i think it was a good showcase of what rugby league is at the highest level um you know obviously the result um You know, was was not uh, not what I wanted, (laughs) right? So, um, (laughs) that's right. Well, obviously, blue fancy, blue
0: fancy, but yeah,
1: but but I thought it was a great game. But I thought it was great to see uh, a sellout crowd. um, You know, to to state of origin. It was great to see a, a well. You know, great to hear a new commentary team. Um, and also having you know Andrew Johns and Cameron Smith call the game it was it was like a new era, right? It felt like a a whole new era. And um, yeah, Billy Slater, uh, you know, new coach, and um, he was very serious before the game. He had a notepad out, um, you know, so, you know, he, you know, saw him like you know taking notes, and he had like uh, yeah,
0: it was it was interesting. Like it was it was like a- apparently he had in, in really big crayon tackle with the hands, not the feet. <laughs> yes. That was. Just to remind himself how to. Anyway,
1: yeah, look, yeah, you know,
0: Billy Slater. I don't know what necessarily Billy Slater brought to that game in terms of game plan. I think mm. the Maroons just like if. Yeah, anyway, we can dive into what we think happened, but I, in my mind, it was the 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 X factor of certain players that brought them over the line. I think. Mm. Uh, plus a little bit of help from the referees, shall we say? <laughs> Maybe there was yeah. there was quite a few questionable um, uh, decisions that that kind of you know let us down as Blues fans. I think, and certainly you know our first penalty I think was in the seventieth minute or something. So <laughs> that tells you something. We had not we did not get a lucky break at all in terms of. Uh, you know, refereeing decisions all night um, and we we need to dive into that because that is, I think, one of the big talking points. Um, the other talking points I think were, as I said, I think it's the X factors in, in the Maroons. I think it was the performances of players like, uh, well, everyone's going to talk about Cameron Munster uh, because he pulled off some of the most visible plays He was everywhere as you hear the commentary team say he's just everywhere. He's the guy that uh, strips a ball of, of Crichton with a couple of minutes to go you know the close to the line. It pulls off the big kind of clutch plays as he does. but I think uh, you know the, I think what, what's his name little Harry Grant? Yeah, Probably should take the should take the credit, and we did we did say it was a shock that Harry Grant was on the bench and not Ben uh, instead of Ben Hunt, mm. um, and because I think Harry Grant was the difference in really putting the the Maroons' momentum forward in the second half. I think he was everywhere, and I just thought as soon as he gets off. We're gonna we're gonna start um, you know coming back and and that's exactly what happened. Where as soon as I saw him go off the field, uh, New South Wales started uh, to kind of gain a bit of well they they certainly had more chances in the last you know let's just say fifteen minutes or so, um, but it was too little too late and literally t- ten seconds too late because Isaiah Yo uh, the biggest. Um, mm. <laughs> the the biggest hog play that you, you could ever think of, trying to slice his way through the middle like a Jared Hayne mm. and falls short by a couple of meters, like a Paul um, Gallon. like a <laughs> that's right. Uh, uh, who's also on the commentary team, by the way, which is uh, which is uh, yeah, very very insightful questions there of uh, Nathan Cleary at the end. But look um, look at the end of the day, look Maroons did what the Maroons do. Queensland does what it does best, which is, you know, lift when it counts. Um, but I have to say there were some extremely questionable plays. Um, there was a, a no try that the Blues should have been awarded, but for a very slight forward pass. Um, there was a, uh, you know, at least, well, two tries, I would say, in my mind. One, one is an obvious one that everyone's going to talk about, which is the Daily Cherry Evans I can't believe I just scored a try try. <laughs> I don't think he believed he got over as well. Mm. And and I think the New South Wales fans uh, when they saw what happened on the big screen in the stadium, they let it known, let it be known that they weren't happy with it either because I think it was Junior Paulo that was kind of held back in the scrum. So, like, technically it should have been a penalty to the Blues um, because, you know, if you're going to be technical about the Junior Paulo try and Cameron Murray not running through the line. Um, so, again, that's another six points that should have been ours. And it wasn't because either Cameron Murray's stupidity, or, um, you know, in my mind, if you look at the replay, it was uh, who's the fella that's got the massive mullet? Um, Not Carrigan, the other one. I keep forgetting his name. Nah, the other bloke.
1: Ruben. Uh, Cotter.
0: Ruben Cotter, that's it. Yeah. Um, Played really well, but he. he grabbed Cameron Murray. I think he was milking a penalty, and he got it. Because <laughs> I think what, what he what he did was Cameron Murray was going to waltz through, and he pulled him back and then put his arm up as if to say, oh, obstruction. And yep. that's exactly what happened. And so in my mind... Um, that's this is in the first mil- half, wasn't it? This was in... Uh, yeah, it was yeah, it with was- a, a couple of minutes to go yep. in the first half. That would have put New South Wales up... Uh, ten to six. Instead, we had to go into the sheds at six four. Um, you know, good, good, uh, good first up try by Jack Whiten. Yeah. Again, Jack Whiten had the right attitude, which was run at them, run at them, run at yeah. them. Yeah. And he had a great exactly game. what he. He had a great game. Yeah. yeah. Very much surprised me.
1: Um. Yeah. He, he, yeah look, and I think he's shown um as probably uh the standout center for New South Wales. Um, I'm trying to think of well the, the only one that survived because yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the yeah, other one, yeah. The only one that survived. And I think also with Jack White, and if you think about even the Queensland centers, I mean, I know Valentine Holmes had to change positions out to the wing because of a few injuries. I think Xavier Coates got injured. And then um, yeah, you know, Gagai right. sort of had his sort of usual sort of game. But I think I think if probably out of them, we'd probably say that Jack White probably was the best center on uh, you know, in the field. So yeah, I think uh definitely I think cemented his spot and showed um you know the faith. Uh, that uh, that Brad Fittler had, uh, you know, on their team. So yeah. yeah, but it was a it was a great first up try, and um, yeah. So and so well my other
0: but, point, yeah, my other point about the tries was, uh, <laughs> I think the Valentine Holmes try uh, with the uh, big cutout pass from Kalimponga, um I think it was a forward pass. <laughs> If you look at the replay, <laughs> yeah. he passed it just on the line and Valentine Holmes caught it two meters in front of the 10 10 yard or 20, I think it was a 10-yard yeah. line, 10-meter line. Um, a clear forward pass, <laughs> you know, yeah. none of this f- physics about, you know, well, the earth was spinning 23 degrees and therefore it was technically propelled backward. No, it was a forward pass, but again, it's one of those line ball decisions that went, well, it, one of many that went against New South Wales today. And I think that's my takeaway from today is uh, I'm going to allow myself the liberty of whinging a little bit as a blues fan. I thought the blues in many cases were robbed in terms of refereeing decisions. Um, and I don't mean robbed in terms of, you know, would it have changed the the match? Well, technically it would have because the we would have got more points and they would have got less points, but um. You never really know what's going to happen, and I think what we we can tell from this game, my takeaway is, you know, you can't necessarily predict that refereeing decisions are going to influence the game directly. But what you can say is that you can give a team lots of momentum, and that's exactly what happened mm. with the Maroons. They just got so much momentum, and look, it's no coincidence that the fir- after the first penalty that we got in the, almost felt like the 70th minute. It was probably the 60th minute. Um, after that penalty, uh, we started to get some ascendancy and started to actually find some breaks in the line. It also coincides with Harry Grant going off the field. But anyway, that's another thing. But I thought, look, there were so many good players on both sides. Um, in my mind, the better team won, Queensland. So regardless of what I'm saying about referee decisions, let's be fair. I think the Queenslanders across the board, you know, played better overall. Um, there were too few New South Welshmen that played to their potential. And I think that's the thing that once New South Wales plays to its potential, we are going to see this series open up because I think uh, the fact that the Blues played that badly and still only (laughs) lost by six points, I think is a, you know, Brad Fitlow, if you're going to take anything away from this, it's that, that I think they've got so much more improvement in them um, and, and, that means that I think they can take out the series, but it's not going to be easy and it's not a it's it is a prediction, um a very fanciful one. But look, I was frustrated as a blues fan watching watching the constant midfield bombs to nobody, watching Payne Haas get the ball flat footed when from the very first 10 minutes you saw him steamroll over players mm. when he had a bit of space and a bit of momentum. He only started to do that towards the end of the game as well. Damian Cook um, did some really great things, made some dumb errors and decisions. Junior Paulo made some very dumb decisions and gave away the ball when we didn't need to. Cam Murray, you know, despite the fact that he scored a really good try at the end there to put us in into the with a possibility of of in the score. Um Again, some really dumb decisions, throwing the ball away unnecessarily, uh, you know, d- passing it to Queensland. Um, and and look, standout players, I think for me, Liam Martin had a great game. Um, I thought Tedesco, Captain Tedesco, Captain Courageous, mm. um, you know, he had to suffer getting his pants pulled down twice. Yeah. So he's his butt cheeks would have been pretty cold out there on the surface of a core stadium.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it is state uh, of look- origin. And he was, uh, I think it was an homage to his Italian plumbing history. <laughs>
0: That's, right. That's right. He was trying next, next he'll come out as a super Mario brother. <laughs> uh, but look, I, I have to say Tedesco, it's not enough to just have Tedesco play out of his skin. Quite literally. I think, you need a few more other players to do that. Yep. Look, And they tried their best. So let's not let, let, I'm not necessarily knocking them for their heart. I think they just need to be a bit smarter about, like, like, as I said, Payne Haas, you don't use him flat-footed. You don't give him inside passes. Like, I think that must be a Brad Fittler thing, The the constant inside passes. I think what you need to do is sometimes you just need to, play to your strengths and hit the ball hard, get Payne Haas to hit the ball hard, get Jack Whiten to hit the ball hard, hit the line hard, I mean, and, and just go through the line. Um, where were there any bombs to Daniel Tupou that that paid off for us? Hardly any. Um, there were so many things that we could do better. <laughs> Look, I don't know. At the end of the day, we yeah. I think we played pretty poorly. And even then, mm. uh, no, no, we, didn't we play only six. We
1: didn't, we didn't play pretty poorly. We played junior poorly.
0: We played poorly, poorly. Uh, oh, Paul, Paul, no, yeah, someone no, no. Um, look, <laughs> look, on the other hand, Maroons, let's let's give credit where Selwyn Cobbo, I mean, even though he, he he did collect a forward pass from Ponga, but then he did do an amazing kind of kick, a very smart play yeah. to kick it to Valant. Uh, sorry, to Gagoi, Gago it was, who scored that their first try. Yeah. Really, really smart play. Munster played out of his skin. Um, I think, you know, in terms of the others, I think, look, Cotter and Harry Grant uh, and Carrigan actually played mm-hmm. played pretty well. I think the others um, were a bit quiet. I mean, uh, you know, Papali was a little bit quiet, I think, compared to what we're used to. Kafusi uh, made some errors. I think Kafusi's probably on his way out because I thought he didn't really have the impact that he normally mm-hmm. has. Um, but... There are so many positive. Tino had a great game, although he also made some errors. Um, it's going to be a great game too. That's all i got to say because yeah. I think the Blues will come back thinking we were robbed, we've got to make amends. In fact, it's the perfect – if you're going to lose a game, you should lose it like this because it gets you fired up for the second one. And I think the Blues need to get fired up much mm. more than the Maroons do. So, anyway, I've been talking too much, but Tish – I want you to go through
1: what were your sort of uh highlights and lowlights and what were your takeaways? Yeah, okay. Well, look, um, I think I think if we, I mean look, I think the selection of both teams, there was a couple of interesting selections, and I think, um, and I think it, it did tell a couple of things. So, you know, when you're talking about your highlights and standouts, yeah. So I'd say for New South Wales, um, I think Tedesco and, and Whiten were probably the two standouts out of their entire team. Um, you know, um, you know. I think everybody else had some good moments and bad moments, like you know, you know, good and bad sort of uh, things happening the whole game. Um, you know, uh, I did think that, uh, you know, well, look, Nathan Cleary and Jeremy Luai, um maybe they're not used to being behind, and maybe they're not used to being sort of, you know, having the other team play better than them, because I felt that they kind of suffered a little bit when New South Wales got behind by a long way, they were very flustered, right? You know, there were a couple of sets in a row where New South Wales had good field position, but the last kick option, you know, Nathan Clear got tackled, I think, on the fourth tackle about three or four times in a row, and then they scrambled to to get a kick in, and all the kicks were, I mean, they weren't directed at, you know, uh, you know um, their tall weapon strike weapon, Daniel Tupo, who's the reason why you didn't want to have Josh had a car in your team, right? Because you wanted to have this guy instead, but you never kicked to him. You never used that advantage. Um, so there was no kicks like that, that I remember in that period, nor was there any uh, repeat sets. They didn't really, uh, they just looked flustered as as opposed to being patient and, you know, uh, it it felt like they had no confidence of getting over the line. Um, And it wasn't until, uh, you know, it wasn't until Tedesco got his pants pulled down twice that all of a sudden he started making things happen. Right. And then, um, and then funny enough, like, I think uh, uh, the tackle before Nathan Cleary, uh, he got his pants pulled as well. And then they scored a try. Um, So I was thinking maybe Brad filler needs to, you know, maybe loosen the the cords on their pants a little bit, Doctor T, um, because you know <laughs> players seem to play well when they get their pants pulled down, <laughs> right? Yeah, wow. it's it's a a hell
0: of a takeaway there, Tish, but you <laughs> you might be onto something.
1: Yeah, yeah. So look, but but look, every, yeah. So but but I think that Cleary and Loy were a bit missing. I think Cook had some really <laughs> decisive good runs, and I think he did um, pretty well. But there was a, a you know there was a. Uh, You know, he tried to, he was doing things that he normally doesn't do. I I think he, he tried to kick the ball on the last tackle when, when nobody else could do it. And then he kind of missed the ball completely. Um, there was a one on one that was taken away. So I think he did his job as dummy half well. But I think, um, when, uh, and, and running out of the ball, but when, when his halves went a little bit missing, he kind of couldn't do much. Um, You know, Stephen Crichton sort of came towards the end. You know, there was a couple of moments there. There was a tackle that he put put on report for, but it wasn't really remarkable. I think Ryan Madison had a fair game as well, but it wasn't, you know, it was his debut. He didn't really do uh, anything bad, nor did he do anything good. It was just kind of there. And I think there was a, that's probably the the, the takeaway from New South Wales. Now, the interesting thing about the Maroons is that for me, you know, taking away uh, Cameron Munster, um, you know, uh and Selwyn Cobb, I think he had a great game, and I think even Calen Ponger as well. So, so you know, those three, I think their real strength was actually uh their bench. Harry Grant did change the game when he came on. Patrick Carrigan, yeah. he had a blinder, but I thought Lindsey Collins as well. I thought those three, when they went on in the field, they actually made a real big impact. And you know, it, the tide started turning for Queensland when, when these three sort of came on at around about the 15th minute after New South Wales had scored, and they really uh, dominated the period when they were all playing together. Um, and I think, yeah, Ruben Cotter had a, had a great game as Lockford. He was very solid, always in there. And I think, you know, I think, I think Queensland actually birthed some really good up-and-coming players. And... I believe they looked a lot more dangerous when Grant was actually at dummy half. Um, so I'm just mm, wondering w- yeah. whether they will go for maybe a Harry Grant and, uh, uh, sorry, just forgot the Parramatta uh, dummy half's name. Um, oh, Reed Money. Reed Marnie. I think they will look no. better with, with Marnie maybe coming off the bench, relieving Hunt as opposed to, uh, sorry, relieving Grant. As opposed to Hunt, because I think Hunt after 15 minutes he looked out of the game, and there was a potential 40-20 that he almost got, and it was a great kick in the end. But and he
0: had a good he had a good almost line break, I think, at the end, which which did you know he was really good at that. So
1: yeah, I don't know, but like the- he, he did yeah off the he bench he played better, things. is what I'm saying. He did, but that but they lost a bit with Great not being there. That that that's probably the the mm. the thing that I was scared to say. But yeah, look, I mean. But you're right. Some of the other older heads at Queensland actually, like the Kafusi's, um, you know, uh, you know, just they weren't that remarkable, right? So that's where, that's where it's interesting with Queensland, where I feel like they they got a lot out of their bench, and the, um, you know, it's 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 always the case, isn't it? Like you know, when Queenslanders when they debut, they usually they usually like they usually go really well. When New South Wales players debut their first game isn't really remarkable. Sometimes it's shocking and then you got to give them a couple of chances before they start firing, <laughs> right. right? Yeah, so, yeah. So, so it was kind of a classic case with that. So, yeah, look, look. I mean, like we're talking about that. I mean, at the end of the day, this game what came down to basically some, what, I mean, two seconds and, you know, uh, what, probably a hand, you know, to try and score a try. That's pretty much yep, what... Yeah, that's
0: right. It came pretty quickly, you know, Isaiah Yo, for all I'm teasing him, had a chance to almost level yeah. it really uh, under the sticks and, you know, but for a very desperate tackle from, I don't know who, because yeah. I think even the, the commentary team didn't realise who it was. It was so had
1: breakneck they actually pace. actually client called the game two seconds early. Like, I thought he got to play the ball in on time. So
0: did I, actually. Yeah, I actually, that's another thing. So, again, look, I think when you said at the end of the Day, I was expecting you to say it all came down to refereeing decisions, because <laughs> because that's the way I look at it. I think you're right. Like, if look honestly, we are Blues fans, so obviously we look at this with a Blues kind of lens. Mm. But I couldn't help at the end going, um, he stood up and played the ball with two seconds to go. Why are you calling it? The player, you know, the it didn't make any sense to me. So it, look, yeah. in any case, I still think the better team won. So I think the right result occurred, but I, I do think that it was quite unfair the way it panned out. Yeah. I, I just want to go through some stats while I can, because now that we've had a chance to give our raw reaction, I think it's good to sort of look at what do the stats actually tell us and see if, if it gets reflected in reality. So, look, there's a few individual stats here on NRL.com I'm going to look at, and also player, uh, sorry, team stats. So, in terms of individual player stats, uh, most tackles, uh, Damian Cook, uh, 56 from New South Wales and Ruben Cotter, 51 from uh, Queensland. So, look, mammoth effort. Both guys, most run meters. Uh, you know, you're not looking at it, so I am. So, Tish, who would you think out of Queensland got the most run
1: meters? Oh, okay, I would say that w- would be well, I think Munster had a break, so he's going to be up there, but no, you know what, maybe because he had a couple of really good runs. Uh, yeah, I'll stop mate- you there.
0: You are you are correct. It oh, was okay. monster at one ninety one meters, which is pretty good. I mean, he had a couple yeah, of big breaks. Yeah, for a five eight, that's incredible. Actually, that's exactly Tedesco we, with with two sixty six. Wow, so a good seventy. You know, uh, so that tells you the work more about his work rate and how he was the one trying to inspire the go forward. Uh, you know, you're right about Luai and Cleary that they looked a bit out of out of their depth in a, in a way. Um, I think they don't really know what to do in that situation. Whereas Muncy is the kind of player that he plays; he's a pest. He plays on confidence. He fires his team up. I don't think Cleary or Luai do that necessarily. Um, Luai more likely will do it, but Cleary seemed like it was a, he was a bit of a stun mullet all all game. Uh, again, like really brainless kind of kicking kicking the bombs midfield. There was no. I was expecting, you know, like we all know that that the the stadium in sydney is is a bit dewy and slippery we saw some slippery players slipping why didn't we see some good kicks along the ground um to to potentially force a knock on i mean that's what i would have done and i think i'd I, just, I don't know what Freddie's thinking with this kind of... It's it's the Mitchell-Pierce play. <laughs> you know, just kick it mm. to no one in the middle of the field. Just kick a bomb and hope for the best. And that's just not good enough, I think, at this level. Um, most line breaks, Jack Whiten 2 and Selwyn Cobo 1. <laughs> so, like, that, that doesn't tell you much. Um, if you look at the team stats now, so what's of interest is... Uh, you know possession. Look, it's a. It was a very even game. Possession was about even, fifty-one percent to New South Wales. They had a couple more minutes of time in possession. There, um, in terms of run meters, you know, it was probably nineteen twenty-four versus eighteen forty-six. So you know, New South Wales ahead there. Uh, two hundred thirty runs versus two hundred three. Um, it was pretty even. Like it's kind of. Kick return metres, yeah, New South Wales had a few. Average play-the-ball speed, 3.4 seconds for New South Wales, 3.25 seconds for Queensland. And and I think one thing I noticed is that some of the New South Wales debutants were quite – look, I thought Ryan Madison was a bit slow to play the ball. I thought Campbell Gillard actually had a pretty good game. Um, But I think, you know – the Parramatta boys, unfortunately, they their play the balls were pretty slow in comparison to Queensland, and I think uh, you, I think that sort of reflected in the stats as well. Um, you know, the, what other stats can I look at? Kick-in meters, uh, Queensland had the better of us there. Um, bombs we had eight, they had six, so I'm surprised they had any because I felt like we we kept bombing them all night. Um, what else tackles made? So look, there's a lot of a lot of stats. It was pretty even down the line. Ruck infringements. Four to Queensland, one to New South Wales. I think that's not a coincidence. Uh that's to be expected. And look, nothing really Nothing really major to note. Um, no differences. Hmm. So if you were to look at this, you would just the stats would tell you it would have been a close match. If you didn't even know what the score was and just look at the stats, you would have predicted a close match. And that's kind of what it ended up being. But definitely there was a period there where Queensland had the ascendancy and were very much all over New South Wales, and it could have been anything. They could have scored another couple of tries. Um, I think Cotter almost scored a try at one point, but there was some great cover tackling from, I think, Tedesco. So, look, at the end of the day, I think best player for New South Wales was Tedesco. Best player for Queensland, I think, was Munster. Um, hmm. And, and yeah, what are your thoughts on uh, on... Yeah, Tedesco and Munster. Do you agree that they were the two best players for their respective teams?
1: Yeah. Look, I would say so. Um, like, if you if you're going to exclude players from the bench because I, was, you know, I think I think I think Queensland got a real boost with Harry and and uh, Carrigan, but I think Munster at the end of the day. I mean, like, uh, yeah, he kind of he was the decisive. Um, yeah. You know, he he was the clutch most player. Yeah, clutch player definitely. He had that. So look, um, I don't know if there was any repeat sets. Manufactured by either team, um, but obviously with the ruck infringements going towards, um, uh, you know, like, you know, having that position against current,
0: against Quentin, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's yeah, but I, but I think that's that's probably the most frustrating thing as a New South Wales fan that I saw is that I really feel that the halves didn't really. Manage that period well, like in terms of staying patient and staying sort of in there. Um, and and look, I think that I'll put that more down to Cleary than say, Luai. I think Luai had his creative moments there, and I think, um, yeah, but look, I, I really think uh, like it's 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 weird to say, but I just think having that finesse like that that Josh Adakar has, I think they. I think that lacked somebody like that. So, yeah. But look, yeah. I think we lacked
0: a as- Tommy. I think we lacked
1: a Turbo. I think that's what we lacked.
0: Mm, Without sure Tommy pre- Turbo, what a
1: difference! Yeah. What well, we, we did, we lacked something. I mean, Latrell Mitchell. He's sort of could be back this week, I think, or next week. Um, so, so yeah. So let's see. Yeah, there's gonna to have to be some t- team changes from New South Wales, I- I'll definitely say. The thing is Tupo didn't have a bad game. Like I thought that he uh he had some really good meters, right? Like, you know, he sort of ran the ball hard. But you know, mm. I don't think his like, you know, his his physical attributes of being really tall, um actually like I don't think that we utilize that as well, you know. We kind of like mm. grubbed to him, you know, sort of <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> or, or we passed him the ball flat footed. I mean, that's you know, he look, unfortunately, To and and Tupo were mostly used as um second and third tackle hit ups. Yeah, that's really not good enough. And until the last 10 minutes, when Luai White and Tedesco exploited the right side of the Queensland defense, um that's when we saw sort of Toll come come into play. But other than that, they were just being used as battering rams and that's yeah. not really their skill set. So I think, uh, look, a lot of soul searching, a lot of thinking for, for the Blues, for, for Freddie Fittler. But I think, uh, you know, my my final word on this, and I'll give you a final word and then we'll move on, Tish, uh, is the Blues have to reconsider, I think, some of their lineup. I think potentially, even though he scored a good try, I, I, I don't know... I have to say, Cam Murray, I'm not sure what he brings to the team anymore. I think he needs to be looked at very, very carefully. I think they need to look at the speed of some of the plays that they injected, Uh, and, you know, I don't know if Madison is up to it, um, but, uh, you know, and the centres, you know, do you bring Josh Adokar back? Do you shuffle around the back line? I'm not sure. Whiten should stay, that's for sure. That's one thing we learned out of today. Um, But, yeah, yeah. a lot of soul searching, I think, for New South Wales. What about you?
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think I think Fitler's plan of just picking players out of winning teams, um, like it did work. But I think when it when they got behind in the scoreboard, they all became frantic because they're not used to it, right? They're all <laughs> they're, they're playing in teams that get to blitz teams like thirty every week. So I think I think they just need a bit more fighting spirit, you know? Because um, Tedesco's exactly. the only one that sort of had that, you know. So. Um, so whether yeah so personnel change and, and and you know maybe you know a bit of eye of the tiger some sort of you know just <laughs> just uh, you know resilience training i don't really know how you do that you know like um <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> something like that just to fair get enough. get them the right headspace when they're behind on the scoreboard
0: fair enough all right um so that wraps up our uh raw reaction uh do we want to do Tips for the next
1: round? Yeah, let's do the tips for the next round. So, all
0: right, here we go. All right, so we're going to quickly go through the tips for the next round, which is round, what are we up to? 14. Uh, round 14. So we've got, uh, I think we're missing. Sorry, I think I've got the wrong, the wrong round. Let me just have a quick look.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, no, I've yeah, it's definitely the wrong round. So <laughs> sorry about
0: that. That's all right. <laughs> it is round fourteen. No, round fourteen. Here we go. No, it is, it
1: is round fourteen. Just uh, those games are for round fifteen, right? So
0: no, that's all right. Let's all right. So let's quickly give our tips. <laughs> Uh, round fourteen. Here we go. Cowboys v Dragons on Friday night, the tenth of June. What do you reckon? Oh, I reckon I think, cow- uh, Cowboys for mine. Yeah, Cowboys. I think for me. I'm just going to pick all Queensland teams based on
1: today's performance. <laughs> no, <that's okay. laughs>
0: Ty- Titans versus Rabbitohs. Uh, look, no, Rabbitohs will win this one.
1: Yeah, look. Uh, yeah, I think the uh, look. Yeah, Rabbitohs for mine as well. Um, Roosters
0: v Storm. Oh, it's a tough one. But I think... No, nah, I think the Storm will win this
1: one. Yeah, look, I'm going for the Storm too. This would be a great contest, though. Uh, Sydney... Oh, yeah. They, they normally have, like, one-point thrillers or something like that, right? These two teams. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I think the Storm will just be too strong. Cam monster will be on a high. Uh Broncos v Raiders. Um, This will be an interesting one. I think the Broncos will win this one.
1: Yeah, look, I'm going to tip the Raiders. They've Ricky Stewart's team has been on form, but I think the Broncos might have that you know, unfortunate position of having these players coming back from origin uh, affecting their um, line-up a little bit.
0: No worries. Tigers and Seagulls. Well, Tigers just lost their coach, mm. um, Michael Maguire, but I think the Seagulls will win this one.
1: Yeah, look, I'm going to tip the Tigers because I think they're going to play well. You know, it's going to be that rebound from losing your coach.
0: All right, Knights v. Panthers. Can Kalen Ponga take his form uh, into this game? I say no. Panthers will win this one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think the Panthers uh, are good (laughs) for this one too.
0: Warriors versus Sharks. Warriors lost their coach, but uh, Nathan Brown this week. So two sackings in one day, Nathan Brown and uh, Michael Maguire, but I don't think they'll have uh, what it takes to bounce back against the Sharks. I think the Sharks will win that one.
1: Yeah, I'm tipping the sharks. I think the sharks have been in good form, and they've had a week break, and the Warriors haven't. And so, yeah, I think I think the sharks for me for me in this one.
0: And finally, the Bulldogs and the Eels. Uh, you know, the matchup of the '80s. So I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna you know get get into a mullet and uh, and lycra uh, lycra shorts, get into the '80s, uh, play some uh, Michael Jackson and Prince what's and, in Stranger uh, things what's <laughs> <yeah>. um <coughs> and obviously the eels will win this one
1: yeah well this is going to be a big one uh cuz it's a, it's a monday night game it's queen victoria's birthday uh even though she's passed away um so i am going yeah i've got to get parramatta as well um yeah the bulldogs yeah I don't think I don't think I'll be tipping the Bulldogs for any game for the rest of the season. Actually, so yeah. I just I
0: just saw Tish that Ashley Klein, who just refereed his state <laughs> of origin, is refereeing this game. Uh, I'm not so confident anymore that the Heels will win this one.
1: But Does Ashley yeah, Klein have uh, like shares? In, you know, at uh, you know at a core stadium, um, you know he seems to. <laughs> yeah. You see, <laughs> he's, I reckon. I reckon if the Blues fans
0: I know wouldn't let him leave the stadium, I think he's sleeping there somewhere. Uh, he doesn't want to leave because I think he'll be uh, be harassed a little bit as he leaves that stadium. But look, I don't know. Look, I think let's see how it goes. But I, yeah, unfortunately, a very poor performance. Uh, this, you know, we like to say that rugby league is the winner on the day, but I think the referee was definitely not the winner on the day. Refereeing in general was the loser today. Cause I think the bunker made some pretty dumb decisions as well, but yeah. um, look, having said that, as I said, the better team won Queensland mm. uh, looking forward to round 14. And then next week programming will continue as normal. We'll go back to our usual six tackles format, etc. Tish, Over to you to wrap this one up. An exhausting game one, State of Origin, is
1: over. Let's move on back to NRL. Uh, Over to you to wrap this one up. Yeah, well, thank you, Dr. T. I'd like to thank everybody for listening out there and um, well done to Queensland. But that's all the time that we have for this edition of the Rugby League Republic. We're your hosts, Tish and Dr. T. Join us next time on the Rugby League Republic. Bye for now.